أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل أتى على الإنسان حين من الدهر لم يكن شيئا مذكورا this is Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. I'm your host, Umbreen Khan. Each week, we explore the beliefs shaping our world. This week, we are taking a closer look at how religious leaders are offering words of wisdom and comfort during these uncertain times using a new platform, live streaming. We continue tuning in to these sermons from different traditions in different parts of the country from Washington, D.C. to North Carolina, New York City, and Madden, Mississippi. We now head to the West Coast. Across the country and world, Friday Muslim prayers have been canceled, and like other houses of worship, prayers are being led via live stream. At the Islamic Center of Southern California, after the Juma prayers that happen roughly around noon, the center's chairperson, Umar Riki, stood at the lectern under the arch and began to deliver the Friday sermon, known as the Khutbah. His message, gratitude, is often encompassed in an expression that Muslims often say when something good happens, Alhamdulillah. It roughly translates to mean thank God or praise to God, like hallelujah. You see, my dear brothers and sisters, how often do we say Alhamdulillah when something good happens to us? When we get that new job, when we may get a pay raise, when the stock market goes up, when we get a new phone, we often and correctly so say, Alhamdulillah, all praises and thanks are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we say that because we perceive something good has happened to us. But if we believe in God, and if we are indeed grateful to God, which I'm sure we all are, gratefulness cannot be conditional. Gratefulness cannot be only when the good times happen. God's will is the best of all wills, and we should be grateful for his will. So I say alhamdulillah in the vein of making us realize that we are not in control. Allah is in control. I say alhamdulillah that our routines and our comings and goings our Western lives where we can turn on Netflix whenever we want or Facebook, etc. Alhamdulillah that we now realize that that can change in an instant. Alhamdulillah that we are starting to see what's important. The coronavirus has stopped us in our tracks and has forced us to consider our own mortality. It has brought death into sharp focus and relief. And we had better understand that in our egos and in our souls that we should be better, we should get be busy doing better things in life. I say alhamdulillah that the coronavirus has now taught us to become more aware of how to protect our bodies, 
that, alhamdulillah, it has brought together disparate groups in people and people and organizations in society who would not normally meet, who would not normally get together to form bonds and new relationships. Alhamdulillah, that this virus has forced us to calm down, to put, you, some of us are now working from home, that we are now able to calm from the rat race and the hyperactivity of life. Alhamdulillah for the empty grocery shelves that we are now starting to encounter to make us realize how grateful we should be for the food that we can so easily obtain. And alhamdulillah, it has prompted some of us to reach out to our neighbors, especially the sick and the elderly, to see how they're doing. And if you have not done so, please do so as soon as possible. If, we're, if we say we are believers and if we are mu'mins, then we believe in all of what he says and sends forth in his holy Quran. We believe in him and his tests and his trials that he afflicts us with are there for us, not to be against us. They are there for us and for one another. We may not understand it at first. We may not see the rationale or what is happening at first. But in due time, that can be revealed to us either in this life or in the next. Undoubtedly, our spirit and our soul and our mentality is being challenged by this situation. And the natural anxieties and concerns that may percolate to the top is also an important aspect of how we deal with things. And this is where faith comes in, where faith in God subhanahu wa ta'ala can not only help allay the fears, but actually help our souls shine with resiliency. We now turn to a mountaintop monastery near Taipei, Taiwan. The Buddhist teacher known as Dharma Master Sin delivered a message of peace and connectedness. He is the founder and spiritual leader of the Lingzhao Buddhist Society. In this calamity that claims lives, we hope people learn to appreciate one another and connect for unity. So we have compassion for one another and empathy and bless one another for a quick end to the pandemic. We pray for peace for everyone, free of misfortunate adversity, and that the calamity is over soon. I believe that as long as there is the will to love, the calamity will most certainly be overcome.
Western practitioners of Buddhism may recognize American meditation teacher, psychologist, and author Tara Brack. She has a large virtual audience and community that has grown since 1998 when she founded one of the largest and most dynamic non-residential meditation centers in the United States. It's the Insight Meditation Community of Washington, D.C. She regularly holds guided meditations, and on March 18th, she led one titled, For Times of Pandemic, and she talks about the awakened being. It's really one of those strange things with this virtual world that um, usually, as many of you know, there's a live group that I'm with, and I've probably had about 30 hugs before I sit down to give a talk. So now I'm feeling a virtual collective hug going on, and I'm trying to imagine you and listening from many, many different places around the globe. And it's very sweet, very sweet to be with you. What I'd like to reflect on uh, tonight is very much what is right in the times, is what it means to face a pandemic, a time of really widespread fear, how we can do that with a compassionate heart. And I really invite you, as we will be doing some experiential reflections and so on, as we practice together, it's so powerful to keep remembering and visualizing that you are joining in with humans from all parts of the globe, uh, beings like you who really want to live with presence and courage and love through these times, because it's so important to realize our togetherness. I don't need to name it, really. These are frightening times. And I imagine, like myself, most everyone listening has some real fear, Uh, Maybe for yourself or for others that are close in, or maybe it's the fear for so many in our world uh, that are, are struggling. And what is going on now feels quite different than personal suffering. And what I mean by that is in contrast to if we get that cancer diagnosis or a relationship fails, we're all in it. There's that well-known saying, be kind. Everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. And what's growing clearer than ever is that each of us is having to face at a different pace, but face our vulnerability and it feels out of control and it can feel scary. I want to share personally, um, if we were in a live group, I'd be asking us to kind of talk to each other and share, well, how is it for you right now? For me, my daughter-in-law's pregnant, and she's a nurse working at the largest hospital in the San Francisco area, committed to staying on. So she's super high risk. And my son's father, who's a very dear friend, lives with them because he's very ill. He has a severe heart condition. So he might not survive the virus, and it's very likely to be brought into that home. It's complex, but that's scary. And then, of course, I have many more. I have friends in quarantine, as probably so many of you, and many, many friends who are financially on the edge. And we know pandemics are toughest on those who are most vulnerable. It's been like this through history. So those with the least 
access to good jobs and reliable incomes, to uh, the resources really of our society, they're the ones that are most likely to contract the virus, to die of it, and if they don't die, to be financially devastated. So as I imagine this, as I think of this, and it's very much in my heart and mind, of, of the close ones in and those that I know and those that I don't know and how our hospitals are quickly running out of supplies, there will not be enough beds. There won't be enough ventilators. Well, what comes up in me, just to name it, is this very real mix of a fear. I feel grief with my kind of my heart's anticipating real loss. Um, there's a rawness, there's a, a tenderness. And with all that is also a sense of, of possibility, that the possibility that this suffering, it's so deep and so wide, will wake up our hearts in a collective way. And many of you are familiar, I know, with the bodhisattva aspiration, a bodhisattva's an awakening being. And the words are, may whatever arises, whatever circumstances arise, may they serve the awakening of compassion. So I want to bring that into our shared reflection because this prayer is really in very deep in me that may this suffering awaken this heart and all hearts. May, may it help make love go viral. That's really the prayer. So maybe I'll pause for a moment and just invite you to sense in what is it like for you in these times of global crisis where many have already suffered and many much suffering is yet to come. I want to invite you to, as the poet Martha Postlewaite says, create a clearing in the dense forest of your life. And let these moments right now be a pause where you listen inwardly and feel, well, what is here? What wants attention? What maybe have you been unwilling to feel? Meditating, chanting, and praying together can be done alone and in the company of others. It's a ritual found in many spiritual traditions that can create a sense of community and bridge physical distance. That was the goal of Pope Francis when he issued a call for Christians from around the world to recite the Lord's Prayer at the same time, no matter where they are in the world. No computer or internet needed. Together the Our Father, the prayer that Jesus taught us. As trustful children, we turn to the Father. We do it every day, several times a day. But right now, we wish to beg mercy for mankind so sorely tried by the coronavirus pandemic. And we do this together, Christians of every church and community of every tradition, of every age, language, and nation. 
We pray for the sick and their families, for health care providers and those who help them, for the civil authorities, law enforcement agencies and volunteers, for the ministers of our communities. Today, many of us celebrate the incarnation of the Word in the womb of the Virgin Mary when her humble and total Here I Am reflected the Here I Am of the Son of God. We too entrust ourselves with full confidence into the hands of God and with one heart and one soul we pray. Pater noster qui es in celis, santificetur nomen tuum, adveniat reium tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cielo et in terra. Pane nostrum quotidianum da nobis odi, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, liberaci dal malo. Amen. To find the live stream prayer shared during this segment, please visit interfaithradio.org and this week's show notes. That's all for this week's episode. If you missed any portion, you can stream the full hour at interfaithradio.org. You can also take us on the go as a podcast. Just search Interfaith Voices wherever you listen. And if you haven't heard, in 2021, we started a virtual book club. Our next gathering is on April 8th at 7.30 p.m., and we're going to be talking about a book that I really enjoyed, The Daughters of Kobani. It's a story of rebellion, courage, and justice by Gail LeMond. To join me, just send an RSVP, an email, to lila at interfaithradio.org. That's L-I-L-A at interfaithradio.org. This week's episode was produced by Kevin McCarthy and Kimberly Winston. We are grateful to our founder, Maureen Fiedler, and MC Yogi for our theme music. Wherever you are, I hope you are well, that you are safe, and I hope to see you next week. I'm your host and executive producer, Umbreen Khan. <laughs>